Welcome to your PA Mentor Podcast. I'm Sammy Ngo, your host and fellow PA, and I'm here to help you navigate your way to a fulfilling PA career. At 26 years old, I landed my dream job as a brand new graduate right out of PA school without even realizing it, all because I had an incredible mentor who guided me through my first year as a clinician. My mentor completely changed my life and how I practice medicine. He didn't just teach me clinical medicine. He taught me how to love the art of medicine, how to develop work-life balance, how to avoid burnout, and most importantly, how to truly love and continue to love my profession. Because of him, I am the confident PA that I am today. And that is why I have made it my mission to help PA students and new grads navigate through the PA profession with advice, strategy, and tools to find your way to a fulfilling career as a PA. And with that said, my friends, it is now time to dive into today's episode. Hi, Anne. Hi, Sammy. Today, we are going to do a quick fire Q&A session. Sammy has been getting a lot of questions from you guys, so we're going to take some time and run through some of them for you. And this is just for all the pre-PAs, so you guys don't feel left out. Right. Well, you know, you can all listen, but this is really just geared towards uh, the pre-PA folks out there. Yes, and I love Q&A, so let's do this. We're going to start with Ashley XO169. Why choose PA over MD? It really comes down to you. How much time and money you want to invest in school, sort of medicine you want to practice, and the financial commitment you want to put forth for your education. For example, if you want to be a surgeon, you have to go to med school. But if you like surgery and you want to be a first assist in a surgery, then I would suggest going to PA school. If you want flexibility to change specialties, you would choose PA school. When you go to medical school, you have to do residency in the specialty you choose. And if you don't get the residency you want, you are stuck with whatever you're matched with. So for example, if you want to be an OBGYN, you have to do a four-year residency. And that is pretty much what you do forever. But as a PA, you can practice OBGYN for a few years and then jump to emergency medicine or primary care. And you really have a lot more flexibility. I also want to add that you have much more of a work-life balance as a PA over MD. Right. Do you agree, Erin? I agree. And the other thing is that it's a lot more time and money commitment for mm-hmm. medicine. You may end up making more money in the long run as an as a physician, but as a PA, you just have the flexibility and it's pretty nice. Okay. So we next have a lot of questions about shadowing during COVID. So Jenorama, Emily Dotrager, Green Tea Boba. And Stephanie Sakura all want to know about how to shadow right now. Oh, it's really tough because we're in the middle of pandemic and a lot of places are not allowing any shadowing experiences. So you can do some virtual shadowing. Some places are allowing that. But to be honest, I don't think it really matters. It's not that important. I would focus on other things besides shadowing. Most schools want at least minimum 40 hours, but 100 hours is considered competitive. And it's also preferred that you shadow in more than one field of medicine. So for example, primary care and OBGYN and dermatology. You're in the middle of a pandemic, so it's probably not the biggest priority right now. The best way to get shadowing hours is really just get a job in healthcare, any kind of job. Just give you some sort of healthcare exposure. Right. Mm -hmm. Alex XTG. Do you recommend EMT or CNA? Either one is fine. Uh, I was a CNA and I spent a lot uh, more one-on-one time with patients, but it was mostly doing a lot of scut work. Yeah. EM- <laughs> like what? Like wiping a lot of butts, changing beds, helping with showers, just kind of assisting with ADLs. EMT is probably more exciting than CNA, 
But honestly, they're both good options and you just need to pick whichever one best suits your personality. So if you're not sure, think about this. Would you rather be in one place the whole day or would you rather be on the road the whole day? Like, are you more comfortable knowing what you're, what you're doing or wondering what's going to be next? So that should be a, a good way to judge which one you do better with. Okay. Yeah, but they're both great options. Yeah, they're both totally, totally good options. Yeah. Mrs. Mango wants to know, how do you feel about those PA programs going straight from undergrad to grad? Uh, it's a good question. I'm going to say I hate it. We're actually going to do a whole podcast about this topic. We're going to bring in one of our friends that was in the direct entry level undergrad to PA route. And she's, she'll give you much more of her experience. Um, but Erin and I, we didn't go through the direct program. We had our own bachelor's and went straight into the PA program. The reason why I don't love this is because I don't feel like you should have to make a decision at, you know, 17 years old or 18 years old about what you're going to do for the rest of your life and lock yourself into a major career decision at such a young age. Erin and I, we both are big fans of a gap year. And I don't know, I think you learn so much more about yourself during your gap year and, you know, what kind of field of medicine you want to do and really get a good understanding of the healthcare industry. Yeah. And I will say we went to a program that had that. And it was really awkward for us to come into this group that had already been together for the past four years. And they already knew each other. They knew the program staff. And it really made us feel like outsiders. And our class never connected. It was like them and then the rest of us. So it just, it was definitely a division. And it was just really uncomfortable and awkward. So not a fan. Okay. KQM15, how hard is PA school compared to undergrad? Imagine drinking from a water fountain and then drinking from a fire hydrant. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. It's it's true. Because the volume of information is exponentially higher. So instead of having three chapters a week in undergrad, you're going to have to deal with about 10 chapters a week. So you have to develop much better and efficient study habits to keep up. And you really have to prioritize your studying to prepare for tests. And unfortunately, there's a lot of cramming to be done. And the level of difficulty of the information is just much higher. But don't stress, you will have 50 other classmates who are going through the exact same thing and you'll pull each other through. Um, and you'll learn to work together and find out who's better at certain topics yeah. and kind of help it's each other definitely out. definitely a group effort for sure okay green tea Mm -hmm. boba which by the way is sammy's favorite screen name ever (laughs) wants to know what is the best course to take in undergrad that isn't required for pa school i think literally anything that interests you that will be fun and will expose you to more of life is what you should do like photography drama or art sammy would uh. say, yeah. <laughs> I disagree. I would say more like business classes, economics classes, and I think genetics was really helpful. Meh. So I'm definitely more nerdy yeah. and Aaron's definitely more fun. <laughs> yeah. Totally different answer. Uh, but I guess the takeaway would be you need to figure out that for yourself because it really, it won't matter mm-hmm. and it's going to just depend on what you're trying to get out of your classwork. Sarah O'Mara, that's a fun name. What was your most challenging class in PA school? Oh, that's tough. For me, it was our AMP that we did the first semester. 
I was not at all prepared. It took me at least four weeks to kind of like gather myself and get a grasp on what was going on because the way that the information and how quick the information was presented, it was just a whole new life. And it was just really overwhelming for me. So that was our first class, the first semester. And it took me a minute to get my bearings and figure out how to how to manage. I agree. It wasn't anatomy and physiology for me. I think it was more pathophysiology to learn how the body actually works and to know the different pathways. Again, that was also our first one of our first few classes we took for summer semester. But I don't think it was actually one class for me. I think it was just a volume of information that was given all at once. And it was just so hard to not feel overwhelmed by so much material. Yeah, you just have to do you it. You just got to do it. It's manageable. Naomi DJF wants to know what kind of questions they ask you during PA school interviews. Mm, let's see. I think the most common one they ask you is, why do you want to be a PA? They also ask you, tell me about yourself. And a lot of places will ask you about your GPA if there is something that needs to be explained. They'll also ask you a lot of ethical questions, like what would you do in this scenario, <laughs> which I hated. And they might put you in groups with other students and give you a scenario and see how you guys come up with an answer. They basically want to see how you work together as a team and if you can conceptually and critically think. Those are really hard too. Yeah. Hardest interview questions to respond to during a PA school interview. Do we have a name for this person who wanted this question answered? Oh, I'm not sure. Mm. Okay. Well, sorry. Sorry. Sorry we're missing. But okay. So for me, it was the questions that they asked about my grades, like how to explain the bad grade that I got. And then they wanted to know why they shouldn't pick someone who had better grades. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) And then for Sammy, it was about the ethical scenarios, like what you would do in certain situations. But again, it's not really about yeah. What you say, it's about how you answer. Like, are you thoughtful? Are you trying to think it through? Are you trying to evaluate the situation? So stuff like that. All right. So for the next question, we also don't have a yeah, you're name. On this. So first of all, Sammy, these are from your account. <laughs> so it's your problem. Okay. What prereq class taught you most before going to PA school? Ooh, I would definitely say anatomy and physiology. You have to have a really strong anatomy and physiology base. Mm-hmm. And so I took a pretty good class in undergrad. I think that was solid. I would also say microbiology was huge. It really helped with our pharmaceutical class to know which bacteria responded to certain antibiotics and why. So I would definitely make sure you really, really know your anatomy, physiology, and microbiome before entering PA school. Yeah, but don't feel like you have to have it aced. The AMP and the microbiome that you get in undergrad should be a good foundation. Correct. But they're going to just add extra levels when you get to PA school. So don't think that you need to already know it all in and out before you get there. Mm -hmm. But you should definitely have a good base. Okay. Esha? Esha? Esha, yeah. Esha wants to know how to balance work, school, and social life during PA school. So uh, don't plan on working <laughs> or having a social life during PA school. So That's like, it. just don't even worry about it. It's all just school. It's school, all school, all the time. Um, so our school really did not want us to work at all during the program. It was forbidden. They want you It was forbidden. They basically want you to be available 24-7 for whatever the program wants you to 
to be available for. Um, there were a few nurses and uh, EMTs who wanted to work part-time or work on breaks, and they had to get permission. They had yeah. to get them signed off saying that they could actually do it. But if they found out that you were working or that you weren't available for something because of work, ooh, uh-uh. There was no time for that. <laughs> they want to know that you are committed. They want to know that you are 100% in and that you are willing to do whatever it takes to get through. And so really just worry about focusing on school and during your PA it's program. It's pretty much impossible to work during PA school because whatever yeah. time you spent studying, you need some downtime to relax, you know, mm-hmm. to just hang out with your friends or sleep. <laughs> That's really important. Sleep. sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have any time to actually go to work. It's just, it's, yeah, it's impossible. So don't worry I mean, about it. Like I said, there were a few people who did, but like, don't, I think they were only allowed to do like 10 max a week. I think it was 10 hours. 10 hours. Yeah. Yeah. That was max. So. Yeah. And that's still, that's huge. Yeah. That's a huge chunk of time that you could be spending studying, sleeping, that you could be sleeping. spending sleeping, exercising, yeah. taking care of your mental health. Mm-hmm. So it just should not be a priority during your PA program. Agreed. Okay. Chris Elias. Hey, Truly versus White Claws. I don't know that White means. Claws, Chris. <laughs> White Claws. Chris, everyone knows this. Don't, don't try to pretend that you don't know that already. <laughs> okay. Nakeem Tang. What are the best study methods to prepare for exams? Our class was actually pretty good about sharing notes. We had a couple people who were really good at making charts that broke the info down into like kind of more manageable chunks. But honestly, for me, repetition is the best way that I retain information. So I would always write my notes out a couple of times because it is actually scientifically proven to help you retain information. I do remember you writing all those damn mm -hmm. notes. Like you had a huge notebook of all the crap. Oh my God, Erin. Yeah. Yeah. So much. But it's honestly because you like, you see it, you you write it, it, you read it. It's in your handwriting too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then Sammy would go through and she would highlight everything. (laughs) Not not everything. Yes, everything. (laughs) And she would have all of the colors of the rainbow on her page. But you know, whatever. I guess it worked for her too. It so does. I can't I can't hate on her. Mm-hmm. All right. Kay Womack wants to know what are active steps to be taking and considering during undergrad? I would say you really need to understand the PA profession and the role of a PA. It's important to work in the healthcare industry to really, truly know if you really want to pursue this because it is a huge time and financial commitment and you don't want to just go in there blindly. Also I wouldn't be so concerned about trying to figure this all out at the young age of 20 years old. <laughs> you have plenty yeah. of time, you know? So go out there and work in different fields of medicine, do a gap year, and just really figure out what you want. And in the long run, it'll actually make you a better provider if you decide to go that route because you spent that time developing your life, developing who you are as a person. Yeah. The take home of this is just don't stress. Enjoy your undergrad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Enjoy being in college. Enjoy your youth. You will miss it when it is gone. (laughs) Taylor Nicoly wants to know, what did your internal med doctor tell you about getting sued, Sammy? We are going to discuss in full detail on the upcoming podcast. We'll go over malpractice insurance, documentation, and what lawyers will use against you to sue you. We'll also go over how to manage deposition and how to deal with patients who are suing you. That is going to be a whole podcast on its own. Yeah, that that needs its own time to discuss because mm-hmm. it's a it's big... It's not a rapid fire question. <laughs> no, that's not a rapid fire question. 
Okay, so those are the questions that we've got for you this podcast, and we were super stoked to do them for you. Keep the questions coming, and we will probably do another rapid fire if we get a lot more questions. Yes. But next week, what are we talking about next week, Sammy? Bad grades. Oh, yes. How to explain bad grades on your interview and what you should do about them. And what to do about them and how to handle them Mm -hmm. as an undergrad. Okay? Yes. So we will see you all next week. Thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you very much. And again, don't forget, don't forget to comment or leave a review on the podcast if you enjoyed this episode, you guys. Yes. We really appreciate you taking the time and listening. Have a great rest of the week. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye.